Hello, good evening, welcome to a Monday episode, brand new week of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. How are you doing? You alright? Did you have a good weekend? We are, as I've mentioned many times, we're in sunny Spain at the moment, we're in the Murcia region, and during the day it's absolutely beautiful. It's about, I don't know, 22 degrees, I guess. So it's nice and sunny, definitely t-shirt weather. It's kind of like a, a UK summer day, really, just an average one, so it's really nice. However does go a little bit chilly of an evening. I think it went down to about 10 degrees last night, which I know to a lot of people may not seem really cold, but yeah, we definitely felt it. We had the heating going and it was very, very cosy with a few Christmas songs and a a few Christmas flashing lights. We also had a lovely evening last night in Mercia. We went to see the Mercia Christmas market and the Christmas lights. Wow, it was absolutely out of this world. The Christmas lights, I have no idea how they have managed to find so much budget for the Christmas lights, but every you drive around Mercia, which is beautiful, and the architecture is just incredible. If you get a chance to go and look at Old Town Mercia, then please do. It is brilliant. However, this time of year, every single side street you look down is decorated and is beautiful. We've done a few little video clips and a few bits and pieces showing you around. It's on our social media. So if you get a minute to check it out, we've got Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show. So go and take a little look because there's quite a few little clips on there and it is beautiful. We're off to Cartagena today or a little bit later on. Just going to pop out. It's quite early. I'm recording the show today. So we're going for a little spot of breakfast. But we're going to Cartagena tonight. And we're going to check out their Christmas market and their Christmas lights. So I'm sure I'll be checking in on the social media to let you have a little peep at that. Right, with it being a Monday, it's comedy with Tony Hancock and Hancock's Half Hour. This is an episode called The Grappling Game, and you are going to love it. We present Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes and Kenneth Williams in... (sighs) Hancock's Half Hour. Bill, come and help me with my bow tie. Haven't you done it yet? No, I haven't. I can't understand these things. Says on the packet how to tie a bow. Take end A and loop over end B. Push end B through loop. Fold end A back. Pass through and under end B. Take end B and pull. I've done that 12 times. Well? Every time I pull, it comes undone again. I'm fed up with it. It should be easy enough. Well, it's not. It's doing it in front of the mirror that confuses me. See, when you think your hands are going forwards and left, they're going backwards and right. Daft, idiotic things, mirrors. Why can't they reflect things properly? Try it without the mirror. I have tried it without the mirror. One side of the bow you couldn't see and the other side was hanging in my top pocket. (laughs) The second time it was perfect. I got it just right. A nice size, lovely shape, not too tight round the neck, no creases, a perfect bow. What happened to it? I didn't have me collar on. (laughs) Well, I... I tried to slip the collar on underneath it and work it down, but it came undone again. Well, I, I got mine on all right. No trouble at all. Well, I don't understand it. How can anybody as stupid as you put a bow tie on? I've known you have trouble putting your trousers on. 
But I must say, that's a lovely bow you've got there. How did you do it? Uh, well, you get used to it when you've got to get dressed up and go out as much as I do. Show me it. You rotten cheat. That's a clip-on bow. <laughs> well, it looks good, though, doesn't it? That is the coward's way out, that is. It's not British. I bet that's an American idea, and I don't hold with this sort of thing. It goes against the whole principle of dressing up. It makes the whole thing a mockery. It's very non-you. <laughs> it's like only wearing the front of a shirt. Pass me my jacket. Which one do you want? The one with the sewn-in shirt cuffs hanging down. <laughs> How do I do this tie? Oh, I do hate dressing up. Are you two men respectable? You've been here long enough, you ought to know. <laughs> Come along, you two. Hurry up. We'll be late. I've been ready for ages. Hey. Sound me. What? What is that? This is my new evening dress. I would never have believed it. All she needs is a bald head. She'd look like Friar Tuck. <laughs> that, what's, that, what's that rope doing round the middle? That rope happens to be a sash. This is a design of my own creation based on the sack. <laughs> Surely you didn't have to make it out of one. I think you're very rude. You're not exactly Rex Harrison, are you? You've had that dinner suit since 1936. The lapels aren't meant to curl over the top like that, are they? These are silk-faced, mate. Mm, so is the seat of the trousers, by the way. <laughs> and look at the width of those trouser bottoms. Charleston, Charleston. I'll thump you in a minute. I assume you are going to wear evening shoes? I haven't got any. These are the only black ones I've got. Anyway, I like plimsolls. They're more comfortable. <laughs> oh, really? Why don't you buy yourself a complete new set of evening wear? Because I don't go out often enough to warrant it. These are the first free seats I've had for years. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's the, it's the only first night I've ever been to. Yes, I must admit I'm quite excited too. Now, when does it start? 7.30. I've got the programme here. Oh, yes, yes. Opening tonight... Sidney James presents All-Star Wrestling at the Cheam Baths. <laughs> now, says here, first punch-up, 7.30. He's a good showman, old Sid. He's a real shrewd nut, you know. He'll make a packet out of this. Look at the stars he's got on tonight. Harry the Strangler versus Pete the Python. <laughs> Mori the Maniac versus Lumberjack Jim. <laughs> Abdul the Fiendish Turk versus Crusher Wilson. Horrible <laughs> Jones versus Hammerhead McGee. <laughs> and Albert the Grinder versus the Hooded Terror. <laughs> what a bill, eh? What a bill. A gorgeous galaxy of giant grapplers, it says here. Never been so many stars on one programme before. Oh, there'll be some heads caved in up there tonight. <laughs> I think it's disgusting. Oh, here we go. Moaning minis off again. Well, I think it's degrading for human beings to maul each other about just to satisfy the lust for brutality in the people who go. It's nothing more than pandering to the baser instincts of the public. Blood sports ought to be banned. Oh, rubbish. Good punch up the bracket never hurt anybody. <laughs> it's a marvellous sport. 
sitting back in the ringside seat, a big fat cigar, watching two great idiots thumping the life out of each other. <laughs> nice. Yes, the height of luxury. You feel like Nero sitting there some nights. See the picture, the champion's got his foot on the other bloke's head. He looks across at you, you give him the thumbs down and he jumps on him. <laughs> You're a sadist, you are. I'm not, I just like seeing people get knocked about. <laughs> Let's face it, we all do, really, as long as it's not us, we love it. Yes, now come on, help me put this tie on, we'll be late. Oh, give it to me, it's quite simple. Right over left, left over right, fold it back through here and pull it tight. There. That's marvellous. A perfect bow. Thank you very much. Just go and put my vest on and we'll be away. <laughs> Excuse me, my good man. Is Mr James available? He ain't seeing no one. Well, I am not no one. I am someone, mate. He asked us to pop in and see him before the jousting commences. So stop sweeping that rubbish round my feet and tell us where he is. He's in the dressing room giving last-minute instructions to the fighters. Thank you, my man. You've been most helpful. Here's a little something for yourself. Blimey. Enough little, isn't it? <laughs> it is a threepenny bit. What's the matter with you? Get about your business. So speak to the management and have your broom taken away from you. Uh, uh, perishing aristocracy. Uh, I mean, in here, done up like a dog's dinner. You give you thrumps. Patronising. That's what you are, mate. Patronising. Uh, I can't be bought, mate. I'm a craftsman. What a sauce these people have got. Didn't give me my threepence back, I notice. Could have done with that. That was my peanut money for the interval. <laughs> well, I'll have to go without now, and that's all the thanks I get. Ah, oh, here we are, dressing rooms. I don't think you'd better come in, Miss Pugh. The gentleman might be in a state of deshabille. Pardon? In the raw, starkers. <laughs> I'll go first. Get out of it. It's me, Sid. Hancock. And Bill. And Bill. Oh, well, a boy's coming. Uh, we have a lady with us. That's all right. Bring her in, too. I'll keep you a minute. I'm just briefing the boys. Now, listen, you lot, this is our first night, so we've got to give them a good night's fighting. I want loads of groaning and a few screams of agony here and there. Strangler, how's your throat? Oh, very good. <laughs> All right, then, you better win tonight. Let the python do the screaming. Crusher, you're fighting Abdullah Turk. Now, don't forget he wins tonight. Oh, no, see. You can win tomorrow night. Now, shut up a minute. And don't forget, when the referee holds up Abdul's hand... You start ranting and raving and snorting like a mad bull. You know how. Scraping your foot on the canvas and you rush forward, grab hold of the referee's ear, swing him around your head and chuck him out into the audience. What size? It doesn't matter what size. <laughs> Hang on, yes, it does. Let's have a look at me tickets. <laughs> Row B, ringside east. You sling him out the other side. If he lands on... <laughs> if he lands on me, there'll be trouble. I told you. All right, then. Now, you all know what you've got to do. You've been rehearsing all the week. Any questions? Yeah, when he's sitting on me back trying to twist my head off, do I yell then or wait till after I hit him with a stool? <laughs> strangler, strangler, strangler. I've told you a dozen times I've been through the routine. You bite his leg, he jumps on your nose, I throw the stool in the ring, 
You hit him over the head with it and he kicks you in the stomach. <laughs> now don't forget, when the referee finds that lump of iron in your shoe, protest to the crowd, then hit him with it. <laughs> Good luck. Sorry to keep you waiting, Hancock. I've got a lot on my plate tonight. Sydney, I find this whole affair disgusting. It's bad enough promoting wrestling matches, but to deliberately falsify Oh, shut them. up, Grizzly. We've all got to make an honest crust. <laughs> I stand to clean up 500 knickers tonight. Oh, and what do the wrestlers get out of it? Oh, they do all right. Don't you worry, son. They get 30 bob a night plus breakages. <laughs> breakages? Yeah. Knicker a leg, 10 bob an arm. <laughs> Dollar a tooth, collarbones off a guinea, bruises threepence a square inch. Oh, I reckon on a good night they can get carried home with three quid in their pocket. They do get genuine injuries, then. Certainly, boy, certainly. You can't control the whole fight. We got certain routines worked out, yes, but you have to allow for the human element. Sometimes they do their nuts and they turn quite nasty. <laughs> but they seem quite friendly. Yeah, well, that's the trouble sometimes, but they're simple lads. All I gotta do is tell Strangler that Crusher said his mum's a bit of old brass, and it's followed by 14 rounds of sheer murder. <laughs> Strangler copped seven nicker one night. Seven nicker, yes. He didn't fight again for two years. Oh, well, up by seven. I better get things started. You got the best seats. I hope you enjoy it. I shan't. I wish we hadn't brought her. If they ask for any challenges from the audience, I shall put her hand up. She'd probably win. That's true. Strangler's a ballet dancer compared with her. Come on, let's go and find our seats. Ladies and gentlemen, the first part of your program, a heavyweight contest between, in the blue corner, at 18 stone, three pounds, six and a half ounces, the undefeated champion of Bermondsey, Crusher A. Wilson! Thank you. And in the red corner, at 17 stone, three and a half pounds, a boy who has travelled here all the way from his own town of Chalfont St. Giles. <laughs> That Crusher Wilson's a big one, isn't he? I've never seen anybody with so much hair on him. You only see his eyes. <laughs> I bet his haircuts aren't that expensive. Hey, that Turk's got some muscles on him. Look. What about that head? Look at it. He's got less hair than Yul Brynner. <laughs> Look at his body shining. He's greasing himself. That's cunning, you know. Crusher won't be able to get hold of him, is he? Yes, this is going to be a battle of tactics. Crusher has got to get in close and rub all the grease off with his hair. Chickens out! You watch, watch, see? They stalk around looking for an opening, see? Then they pounce. There they go, rushing towards each other, heads down. Oh, it's a good job they missed each other. <laughs> Hang on a minute till they climb back in the ring. <laughs> Here they come, here they come. Crusher's got him, he's got him. That's a lovely hole he's got on him. Oh, we could kill him if he keeps that up. He's got the Turk's nose in his mouth. Good job he hasn't got any teeth. That could be very painful. What is the Turk going to do? Oh, yes, of course, the thumb in the corner of the eye. Well played, sir. That'll stop him watching television for a few nights. All right, here we go, here we go. What are they going to do now? I say, 
We don't need a running commentary. We can see perfectly well. My friend doesn't understand it. I'm explaining it for him. I don't care. Do you want my thumb in your eye? Oh. <laughs> I say, steady on. You want to watch it, mate? This is my night off. I'm generally up there myself. <laughs> hey, Tub. Tub, what's the Turk doing that for? Then what? He's got Crusher's head in between his legs and he's turning over. Yes, yes, that's a scissors. Very dodgy, that. If Crusher can't break out of that, he's at it. The only thing he can do there is to poke a finger in his ear, I reckon. Oh, no, of course not. That's much better, of course. The old elbow and the Adam's apple, of course. What? Yes. See, he had to let go. His face went green. <laughs> now it's the Crusher's turn. Look at... Oh, beautiful, oh, beautiful, sir. Oh, oh, sheer poetry, the way he's driving his head up against that post. <laughs> oh, very clever, very clever. Abdul doesn't like that. It's annoying him. Hello, boys. Enjoying it? Oh, marvellous, Sid. Who did you say was going to win out of these? Crusher. Oh, well, he left to look lively. I don't like what the Turk's doing to him now. I don't care who you are, you cannot have a man that weight jumping up and down on your chest all that time without something going. <laughs> oh, I think he's just having a lay down and letting the Turk wear himself out. <laughs> there you are. See? See that? The Turk's hurt his feet now. See him hobbling around the ring? <laughs> Hello, Crusher's got him again. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is the finale now. Crusher lays the Turk out flat, jumps on his feet, so he springs up and catches him under the chin with his head. Oh, yes. Very graceful. It's rather like the ballet, isn't it? Yes, I can just see Robert Helpman doing that to Margot Fontaine. <laughs> here, 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 wait a minute. Something gone wrong. The Turk won't lay down. He's just kicked Crusher in the teeth. Here, that wasn't in the script. You mean they're really trying to hurt each other now? Certainly they are. Oh. Kill him! Jump on his head! Go on, Crusher! Ram your knee in his ear hole! <laughs> Miss Pew, please! Pull his Stamp on his fingers. Miss Pew, sit down. Control yourself, madam. Have you gone raving mad? Go on, Crusher boy. Give him the old one-two. Oh, it's too divine. Go on. Miss Pew, get down off your seat. Everybody's looking at you. I, I don't know what's come over her. I thought you said it was revolting, all this. Oh, it's wonderful. Exhilarating. It's so gorgeously primitive. <laughs> and the idea was going to be like this. Go on, Crusher, cave his ribs in. That's a good chance. <laughs> oh, it's just like going back to the jungle. Me, Jane. <laughs> Watch him now, Crusher. Oh, my hero. He's done it. He's won. Hey, don't let her get into the ring. Come back. Oh, Crusher, Crusher, you craving She's putting her arms around him. He's down. He's... <laughs> if she's hurt my boy, I'll sue her. Put him down. Leave him alone. She's crushing the life out of him. I'd better get up there. Well, she won't be satisfied with Harold Sims at the table tennis club after this. Poor little man, his muscles are no bigger than the ping pong balls. <laughs> You ought to be ashamed of yourself, Miss Pugh. What a disgusting spectacle that was last night. Oh, I'm sorry. I just lost control of myself. Something just seemed to come over me. You brought shame on your own sex. I've always heard that the women were more bloodthirsty than the men at these fights. 
But I certainly did not expect an exhibition like that. Oh, well, I said I'm sorry. I just got carried away. What a humiliating experience. Everybody knew I was with you. Didn't know where to put me face. A woman acting like an uncouth savage. It's, it's all right, Tub. I've, I've fixed it with Sid. Grizzly fights Maury the Maniac on Wednesday night. I beg your pardon? Well, it was just a little idea we had. You know, you'll be all right. It'll be a pushover. There's no use wasting your obvious talents. We can make some loot out of this. Sid said he'll give you 25% of the gate, Tub. Why him? I'm your manager. Since when? Signed the contract last night. We've got the barbells outside. You'd better start lifting them. <laughs> Got to get you in tip-top condition, ready for the weigh-in. Look, I'm sorry, Tub. I still don't think it's right for a woman to get into a wrestling ring. Do you mind keeping your ethics to yourself? <laughs> Sid says she'll be the biggest draw he's ever had. He's billing her as Grizzly Bear, the female man-eater. <laughs> You're the only woman wrestler in captivity. What a sensation. They'll flock for miles. No, I'm not doing it. I don't know how to wrestle. There's nothing to it now, believe me, my dear. <laughs> I wouldn't send you into the ring if I thought there was any chance of you getting hurt. What kind of a bounder do you think I am? <laughs> you forget I was a public schoolboy. I have an inherent sense of fair play. With bruises at threepence a square inch, you should worry. Well, I must admit, when I think about it, it does have a certain attraction. Just think of all those lovely big men I'll be able to put my arms round. Ah, that's the spirit, girl. You'll be the darling of the aristocrats. You'll have lords and dandies waiting at the arena doors for you. <laughs> Hefty, muscle-bound women are back in fashion. Bridget Bardo, Kim Novak and Flora Robson and all that lot have had it. <laughs> but first, you've got to train. Now then, now uh, Bill here can be your sparring partner. Don't be too rough with him. Just concentrate on throwing him round the room to begin with. Yeah, I don't want to be thrown round the room. We'll get onto the head-twisting later. I don't want to have my head twisted. Look, don't start being difficult, Bill. She's got to have a lot of practice. Molly the maniac is a killer. He's already got three notches on his head. <laughs> we play our cards right. We've got a champion here. Hello? Uh, just a minute. It's, it's for you, Tub. The press. Hello. Yes, she's in training now, yes. Yes, as strong as a horse. You can quote me as saying, we ain't scared of nothing. The bigger they come, the better we like it. <laughs> as soon as we've done Mori the Maniac, we're going after Jack Doyle and Primo Carnera. <laughs> and I am confident that my girl will bring the heavyweight championship of the world back to Britain. What a crowd. I've never seen the up at all so full. This looks like being the biggest promotion of my career. How's the champ, eh? Oh, I'll be all right, and I've had a rub down. Good girl. <laughs> there isn't a seat in the place. A woman wrestler, what a gimmick. Jack Solomons is outside looking at his wife a bit funny. <laughs> He's thinking about putting her in against Joe Bygraves. How's Murray the maniac? Oh, he's dead worried. He don't quite know how to go about it. She's a gent, really. Or been taught to be polite to women. So don't forget, when he bends down to kiss your hand... I bring my knee up under his chin. You've <laughs> got it. A born fighter, this girl. I don't think we've got anything to worry about, son. She'll make mincemeat out of it. No, yes, yes, that's enough talk. I don't want my girl to get excited. Now, listen, Grizzly. This is a big fight, so I haven't been able to fix it. You'll be on your own once you get into the ring. I'm not worried. I'll murder him. Excuse me, I'm from the Clarion. Could I have a few words with you, madam? Certainly, dear boy. Uh, how do you think the fight's going to go? I'm quietly confident. 
Uh, may I describe your outfit for the, for the benefit of our women readers? Oh, of course you may. I understand it was designed for you by Norman Hartman. Yes. It's a one-piece creation in electric blue in Shantung. The trimming is Belgium lace, and the trunks are a variation of the trapeze line. <laughs> On the feet, I'm wearing regulation boxing boots, only done in shocking pink with little boy blue laces. That's <laughs> <laughs> charming. Yes. And I've added a four-inch heel to them to help me retain my feminine appearance. <laughs> With steel tips in case I want to rake his legs. <laughs> Tell your readers that even though a woman may be an all-in wrestler, she can still look feminine. Thank you very much. And the best of luck. Come on. Come on, it's time to get out of the ring. Good luck, Grizzly, and remember what you learned from your experiments with me. Oh, yes, of course. How is your leg? Oh, fine. It'll be out of plaster next week. They're keeping the bandages around my head, but I'll still be able to watch the fight through the slits. Well, are we ready then? Yes, I'll just finish this last row. Oh, come on, put that down and get in the ring. Good evening and welcome to the Albert Hall, where we're just about to witness a heavyweight wrestling contest, best of three falls between Molly the Maniac and the new wrestling sensation, Grizzly Bear. The first time a woman has ever stepped into the wrestling ring for a championship fight. And here come the two contestants stepping into the ring. She's as strong as an ox, this girl. She grabs hold of the ropes to help herself into the ring. She pulls herself up, and while they're replacing the ropes that snapped, she goes over to her corner. This fight, of course, is a mere formality. The Amazon of East Cheam is expected to finish Molly the Maniac in two rounds. This is a prelude to the World Championship at Madison Square Gardens later this year when sports writers predict she will massacre the reigning world champion. And the two fighters go to the center of the ring and shake hands. And Molly the Maniac lands in the fifth row. Incredible. A flick of the wrist and he took off like a rocket. She doesn't know her own strength, this girl. There'll be a slight pause now while they leave Amari out of the tip-up seat. Hello, Hancock. Got your money on? Yes, every penny. If she wins tonight, I stand to make a fortune. I've put the lot on her. Good boy. She'll paralyse him. There's no one in the world can stand up to her when she starts moving. Look at them muscles rippling up and down her arm. I counted ten. I only got out the end, Elba. <laughs> I think we're all going to be rich after tonight, son. Well, here we go. Seconds out. And straightway the maniac starts stalking in a very wide arc. In fact, he's got his back against the ropes all the way around. <laughs> yes, she's standing in the middle of the ring and she turns with him. I wonder what his tactics are. Perhaps he's trying to make her dizzy. Uh, she's pounced on him. Oh, that poor man. Oh, this shouldn't be allowed. It's so pompous. <laughs> yes, he's disappeared under a flurry of bros and I don't know where he is now. Oh, yes, there he is. He's up. He's up. He's running around the ring with Grizzly after him. Oh, what's the use? It's like being chased by a runaway steamroller up a narrow dead-end alley. She's bound to catch up with him sooner or later. Yes, there it is. She's got him. She's sitting on his chest and trying to see whether his legs will bend under the back of his head. <laughs> yes, they will. Oh. Now, she's, she's, she's tied his shoelaces together and she's given him a push. He's rolling backwards and forwards like a rocking chair. <sighs> Saved by the bell. Oh, dear. And look at her. Look at her. Cool as a cucumber. Where did she get that knitting from? <laughs> You've got to hand it to her. How much can the woman body stand? She's got him in a vice-like grip. I think she's going to finish him off now. She's squeezing him. Wait a minute, what's happening? He's got loose. He's put her scissors round her neck. She's not offering any resistance. 
This is a complete change round. The Maniac's making a fantastic comeback. He's putting pressure on her now. And she'll do something. She's giving in. Yes, she's tapping the mat. She's giving in. Laurie the Maniac is the winner. This is a complete mystery. What happened in there? What did you let him do that for? I'm ruined. I had every penny I possess on you and you've lost it for me. What did you let him win for? What happened? Well, I could have beaten him easily enough, but while we were in a clinch, he gazed into my eyes and said, Grizzly, you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Will you marry me? Well, I couldn't beat him after all that. <laughs> if he changed his mind, I might never get another chance. You know how men hate to have a wife stronger than themselves, and a girl's got to take her chances when they come. You could have made mincemeat of him. Well, I probably will when we're married. <laughs> but I've got to get him first. Well, I hope you're satisfied. I am flat broke. I'll have to go out of work again now. Oh, go and make the tea. Do it yourself. May I remind you that you are still in my employ and will do as you are told? Do you want me to throw you out of the window? I beg your pardon? I'm very grateful to you. I didn't know my own strength until now, and I intend to take full advantage of it. From now on, you will do as you're told, both of you. I refuse. Very well. All right. Fade out. I give in. I give in. Take your hands off my throat. Ah, <coughs> oh. <coughs> word. The opposite size of me neck touched then. <laughs> right. I think I'll have a little rest. Put the stool under my feet, will you? Yes, madam. And cook my dinner? Certainly, madam. And make my bed? Of course. And do all the ironing? Yes, yes, of course. Stone me, I've created a monster. <laughs> Hancock? Yes, madam, right away. I think this place ought to be done out. You'd better scrub it all from top to bottom. Uh, certainly, certainly. It's a nice day. I think I'll sit in the garden. Carry me out there. Well, good grief. <laughs> what was that? Yes, madam, of course. You might clean my shoes while you're about right it. Right away. And there's some mending that needs doing. Yes, the boiler needs making out, of yes, course. Just keep yes, just keep it. By all means, yes, I understand. That was Hancock's Half Hour, starring Tony Hancock with Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes and Kenneth Williams. Theme and incidental music composed and conducted by Wally Stott. The show written by Alan Simpson and Ray Galton. The programme which was recorded was produced by Tom Ronald. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our latest episode of Hancock's Half Hour. And don't forget, it's mystery and adventure tomorrow with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. So I know you are going to just absolutely love that. If you want to check out our supporter page, it's patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. But for now, thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week. And I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye. Bye.